Welcome to another episode, episode number 11 of Ninjas and Bots, a weekly comic podcast in which we discuss the IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Transformers on an alternating basis. I'm Lane. And I'm John. And today we are talking about Transformers Infiltration number five. Take it away, John. It's the penultimate chapter, Lane. Yes. Our first, our first story arc is, is nearly at an end. Right. So Infiltration 5 came out on May 31st, 2006. Written by Simon Furman, art by E.J. Sue, colors by John Rauch. <laughs> we always stumble L- over his name. Letter, lo, what should be like rock or something? I don't know. Uh, and letters by Tom B. Long, edits by Chris Ryle and Dan Taylor. Um, so as usual, there are lots of covers. RA cover is part of the whole wraparound action scene from EJ Sue, this time with Megatron being choked by a red arm from someone off panel. I can only suspect who that might be. Um, the B and C covers both feature Starscream. Guido Guidi has him sitting in a throne with lots of cables attached. But Andrew Wildman has him standing and glowing like he's about to do a Time Lord regeneration. And um, it's kind of weird because this refers to events that are only actually hinted at in the inside story, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Then the Nick Roche cover has um, the fight between Blitzwing, Ratchet, and Bumblebee. Kind of like what happens inside, but Megatron is looming over the fight like a kaiju. And Blitzwing is shooting at him, which is also kind of like what happens inside, minus the kaiju size. I don't know. It's weird. Um, so, having ascertained that for reasons unknown, the Decepticon infiltration unit on Earth has switched the location of its underground command bunker, Ratchet and Bumblebee, aided and abetted by the human trio of Verity, Hunter, and Jimmy, investigate the now-abandoned bunker in Nebraska. But with the three humans... Gathering vital data underground, Decepticons, Skywarp, and Blitzwing attack, meaning to bury the Junker forever. Phase one continues. Um, And in our column of headshots, we have revealed one more face. Our final Decepticon, Astrotrain, who actually only shows up briefly inside, but that still counts. It does. It was a little odd because because they jumped over him in the last reveal. I was like... Mm -hmm. I, I was expecting something a bit more epic, mm-hmm. but no, nah. I guess it's they like just a- wanted to have Megatron last um, in the order, even if he doesn't, even if chronologically it didn't work out that way. It's okay. We forgive them. Yeah. I guess by having Megatron at the bottom, it's sort of hinting at this is not a more ultimate Decepticon than Megatron. This is just another guy before Megatron. We just haven't seen him yet. Right. So I guess. I suppose but, they they could have snuck Astro Train in somewhere earlier. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't have been that hard. Right? <laughs> they could have had him doing what he's doing here, just like last issue. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we open in Northwest Nebraska, and have you ever been run over, like actual wheels of a car, or maybe a tank? You know, run over your body. Yeah, not it's not that, fun. Not that I, yeah, not that I can recall. Yeah, we're just going to talk to Ratchet about that because um. Turns out he is still alive after having a blast with Blitzwing last issue. Haha, <laughs> a blast. But he <laughs> is feeling a bit run down now, which Bumblebee says stop making the jokes. But um, Bumblebee helps him up because Blitzwing and Skywarp are still laying down lots of bombardments and the Autobots need to save their squishy human friends. Jimmy and Hunter are making their way to the exit rope inside the bunker down below. And Faraday, though, is frozen in fear, staring up at Megatron. And Megatron looks down at her. 
and then completely ignores her and continues with his life. <laughs> or he would, except at that point, all the bombing from up above is finally causing things to crumble down below. So it's starting to go bad, but Verity does get some video footage of Megatron losing his balance under the destruction before she runs back up the tunnel. Um, Jimmy has climbed the rope out, but Hunter wants to go back to Verity. So Jimmy reminds him time is of the essence. And even if Hunter does find Verity, then they have to wait for two people to climb the rope instead of just one. And that will take longer. So he needs to come up now. Hunter reluctantly agrees, but leaves his comp patch on the wall so Verity can talk to them if she shows, which I thought was a pretty good idea because mm -hmm. they couldn't get her earlier. They didn't know she didn't have her comp patch, but there had to be something wrong. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Yep. Meanwhile, in the Decepticon command bunker in Oregon, Astrotrain, see, here's his big moment. He reports to Starscream that the first batch of Ore 13 is refining and that the seam they've found in Oregon is significantly more plentiful than what they had in Nebraska. He just needs to metabolize the Ore 13 resin and power up, and Starscream is ready for my medicine. <laughs> and then I'll be leader of the Decepticon, which he kind of already is. But, um, so, yeah, that could be a little bit weird. But back in Nevada, Nebraska, not Nevada, Nebraska, the Autobots come back and pick up the boys. They want to haul out, but the boys won't leave because Verity is special and they need to wait for her. So it's a good thing that they hear Verity's voice from the bottom of the rope just then. She starts to climb up the rope, but that's when the last of the structural integrity for the whole area starts to crumble. And the ground they're standing on basically starts to become a sinkhole. Uh, the tree that the rope is tied to starts to slide as the soil it's clutching, you know, with, you know, its big roots and everything just starts to give way. Uh, Bumble Bumblebee grabs the tree. Uh, Hunter starts to fall in, but he grabs the rope. He sees Verity down below on the same rope and starts to slide down to grab her. And there's this whole tense moment of will he, won't he? But yes, he grabs Verity's hand and is able to help her as they pull themselves out of the collapsing pit, board Ratchet, and get the hell out of Dodge or Nebraska. The Decepticon jets congratulate themselves on a job well done as they look down at the giant hole they've made. But as they turn for home, a large black fist and white forearm made of metal break through the surface and Megatron rises out of the wreckage. Skywarp is surprised AF and starts to stammer. I don't know if it's maybe an apology or maybe an excuse, but Megatron has no time for it. Calling Skywarp a traitor, he uses his fusion cannon on his arm to blast a giant hole through the body of the jet. Yeah. The, yeah. The Autobots and humans are just as surprised, but of course the humans don't have the context for whom and what they are seeing. Blitzwing is less apologetic. He starts to say, don't make me, but he's like, oh well, and blasts Megatron in the chest with his tank cannon, just like he did Ratchet last issue. But it has significantly less effect. And Megatron grabs him by the cannon and puny gods him back and forth before stomping off to find Starscream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In Illinois, at Arc-19, Prowl and Ironhide receive Ratchet's report on what they found, including some sort of Energon, but with a twist, and some delivery capsules, and Ratchet confirms the idea that the Decepticons must have mined here until everything dried up, so they relocated and implemented Siege Mode to protect what they had. Ironhide figures Megatron is here to put his house in order, but if the infiltration unit is juiced up on modified Energon, the Autobots are going to just be stuck in the middle of a fight. So, um, 
Before we get into the contents and the story and everything, just a couple things about the paper edition of this comic. Um, there is a three-page preview for Stormbringer, which is a couple months out, of course, but we're just going to wait until we get there in a month. Um, there's an advertisement for an upcoming miniseries called Transformers Hearts of Steel. It was originally just this like Elseworlds thing that had nothing to do with the story. It was kind of like, what if the Transformers were in the early industrial age? So I, my plan was just entirely leave it out. I no, have it's since fun. It is fun. And yes. I have learned it will be tied into things way, way, way down the road. Yes. So I think what we can do is if we make it that far, when it becomes relevant, we can just do a little diversion and look back at it and then come back and talk about, you know, the main narrative at that point. Otherwise I feel like it's just kind of a distraction from our main story at this point. We also need to cover Transformers versus uh, Terminator at some point. You know, we got to squeeze Transformers versus Terminator. Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. I have not read that. We are going to be doing New Avengers and Transformers because that's actually part of the main Transformer narrative. Um, so we'll we'll do that when we get there. Anyways, so what you think? Fun. Right? <laughs> I, I love that it picks up right where we left off with uh, poor Ratchet. Um with literal tread marks across his chest, his chassis. But, but not dead, which was yes. happy because I thought he might be last issue. Yeah, that would, which would make me sad because he's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And Blitzwing's tank treads add a grim humor to the scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the panel of Verity in, like, she they have her drawn or colored in red, looking up at Megatron, who is huge. Mm-hmm. And, and greenish light. They did such a good job of, of kind of showing some of the scale there. Um, part of that, I think, because you can only see the underside of whatever monitor and keyboard he's working on. So you, you almost feel like you're cat size looking up at a human. That just That's the point of view we get there. Right. Megatron was in the middle of a conversation whenever Verity saw him at the end of last issue. So we assume that he might be about to continue that conversation, but then things, you know, come into play. And I just love how Megatron doesn't care. Yeah. Completely dismisses her. It's like a Galactus moment. Like humans are completely meaningless. I mean, to use an old cliche, we're like ants to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He just looks over and like, she's terrified. She's, She's seeing Jesus pretty much, and then he just goes mm-hmm. back to what he was doing. She probably needs a new pair of tights. Probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But she does have uh, the wherewithal to bring the camcorder up, so that was impressive. That was clever. That was a good moment. I liked that. Um, I can imagine that the Autobots are going to play it back and laugh later because Megatron has <laughs> an, yeah. an embarrassing moment on the Megatron, screen. <laughs> Megatron does not want a blooper reel of him out in TikTok somewhere. He's not going to be happy. Take this down. Yeah. Well, it did occur to me that this is exactly what Stoker did. So I wonder now if Verity is going to be in trouble. Oh, Stoker yeah. got video of Decepticons. Uh-huh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where the story goes. Um, the Autobots last issue, it looked like the Decepticons were bombing them and bombing them. When really just evidently they were just laying a lot of fire all over the surface of the bunker and the Autobots just happened to be in the way. They didn't yeah. really care that they were there. Um, Hunter leaves the patch behind. We get to our Starscream Astro Train scene and we saw the glowy ore in that previous issue. Mm-hmm. 
and I thought might be some kind of inner John. Right. Which, you know, we're finding out more about it. Evidently the way Ratchet describes it, some sort of inner John with a twist, um, (laughs) which reminds me of that really, really old, I think it's a college humor video that came out right after the first live action Transformers film where Optimus Prime and Megatron are getting coffee and Johnny, uh, no leader one from the GoBots is Uh there is their server and they're real assholes to him because <laughs> they've gone to Hollywood and they're making all this money and leader ones from challenge of the go bots and nobody cares. So yeah. Um, whenever Megatron orders his, uh, his, you know, five quarts of oil or whatever, he wants a twist of passion fruit, only a twist. I'll send it back. If it's more than a twist. <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, it was something of a skit that, Ian and his brother loved was I think it was like some woman in a, a restaurant and she kept asking for like cheese or something to be added to her her plate and she's like more 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 too much send it back because <laughs> <laughs> people are like that <laughs> yeah but yeah the um, they're putting together some dots in the storyline. They aban- we were wondering why they had two locations. Well, they abandoned the other one because they drained that source of this or 13 stuff dry. Yeah. Um, I love that star scream always has like a smirk on his face. He should be called smirk scream <laughs> or star smirk. Keep the star in there for space. Star smirk. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, a lot of times it's only like a, a half smirk, but he's got a full, a full facial smirk this time around because he's ready for his mm-hmm. medicine. Yes, and his hands are wrenching with each other with glee. <laughs> uh, ringing, ringing your hands, as it's called. Um, Hunter finally gets to do something cool. He has been kind of a nebbish star this whole series, and he actually gets to, like, you know, be the man of action and help Verity out of the out of the collapsing pit. Not not to undermine, though that undermining is what is going on, why everybody is, is falling into the hole. But, um, you know, the, the rescue is, was very dramatic, but... Um, how much extra effort would it have taken Bumblebee to reach down and grab the rope and pull everybody up? Because <laughs> yes, he's holding the tree in place, but I like the weight of the humans is going to be negligible. So he's holding this tree. He could have just, you know, you know, braced his butt up against it, reached down, grabbed the rope, pulled everybody up. They would have been out of there. Uh, but you know, maybe he realized that Hunter needed his moment. That's okay. Yeah. Well, the next page, he's he's really putting a lot of effort to keep that tree up. So I, I don't know. I agree in, in, in concept, but it, maybe there's a lot more going with that tree than we that we are understanding. Maybe. Um, I don't Ratchet, buy it. You don't buy it. <laughs> Ratchet looks bad at that transformation. He's still got a bullet hole in his windshield. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's he's not he's not looking good, but he's still functional. I still function. Um, OK. The conversation with the Decepticons gave me pause because they're looking down at the bunker and Blitzwing is like, what we did here, well, it deserves to be buried. I don't know. We stopped being Decepticons, I guess. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Hmm. I, that, okay. Because part of me was wondering if um, Starscream waited to give that order on purpose when he knew that Megatron was in the bunker to blow it mm-hmm. up or if it was an accident. But with him, with the, the, the jet saying that, I wonder if that means it was on purpose and they're feeling like, you know, they, 
off their leader, so they're no longer Decepticons. They're like Screamicons or something. I don't know. But um, I think that's one tick in the column that maybe Starscream knew Megatron was down there and he's like, okay, blow it up now. Hmm. I agree on the Starscream question because uh, I, I, you know, Starscream's taking down Megatron and that's rarely an accidental attempt. He's usually yeah. trying to take down Megatron. Um, but just to, to add another read on the possibilities, uh, Blitzwing does say that what we did here deserves to be buried. So they're burying something that they did. I don't know what it is that they did in that bunker that they're burying. I, I think he's referring to more than just Megatron existing down there. Okay. That's just how I read it. Well, yeah. I guess we'll find out more as we go along. Yes. But Skywar was like, no, 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 the prize is worth the, and whatever he's going to say is interrupted because I honestly think that their vision of Megatron was a complete surprise to both of them. They did not realize that he was there. Yeah. Cause he, he, uh, one of them says, I thought I saw, and then that was when Megatron's fist comes punching through. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Comes punching. And Megatron not happy. No, he has no love for the Decepticons following Starscream. Yeah. I, uh, not at all. I, I bet the, the I bet Blitzwing and, and uh, which one's the other one? Skywarp. Thank you. Blitzwing and Skywarp, they they probably leaked a little jet fuel into their pants. Yeah, and I was actually wondering if this might be the end of Skywarp and Blitzwing. And I feel like since Transformers are robots and are, you know, relatively easily repaired, that it might be worth mentioning when somebody actually does really fully die. Mm-hmm. So this is not that. This is just really badly hurt on both Skywarp and Blitzwing. But yeah. Um, someone fixes them up later. Because <laughs> they're not gone yet. Nope. I do like that Ratchet and Prowl are able to put a lot of the pieces together we've gotten so far. Uh, it's honestly not a super common Furman move to spell out your plot. Um, he usually leaves a lot to the reader to piece together for themselves. So it's kind of nice here that he he does help. Hmm. Yeah, and, and we see... Um, oh, shoot. My, my, I'm have it's late in the week. Not Skywarp. Blitzwing. Blitzwing. <laughs> so I had one name remembered last time, and then the <laughs> anyway. So yeah, Blitzwing. We we have a um because last time I was confused by the um oh, he's transformation. A yeah, and like the how they had it drawn, it kind of just confused me. But it looks much smoother this way. You know, reading left to right. Um, yeah, there's the whole left to right thing. The fact that he's jet on the left and transforms into a tank on the right. And also the fadey thing um, makes it mm-hmm. a lot more easy to tell what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and like, Megatron, wait, don't make me. And um, yeah, he, he that didn't that didn't do much. It just made him more mad. Yeah. And I like how quickly they forget. Yeah. Like there's a lot underlying that sentence that we'll find out more about as we go along. But Megatron has done a lot for the Decepticons as a cause. And he's not just a domineering leader. Like he's done a lot. Yeah. And we'll learn so much more about him as we go through the series and the, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's some really good stuff in there. Like in the old cartoons, Megatron was usually depicted as the typical bad guy in the eighties where they're, almost um like a, a laughing stock for the you know they can be be evil and and this and that but they always get defeated kind of easily and usually from like their own hubris 
But right. this Megatron, no, he's uh, he's competent and he's terrifying. All right. Um, this issue is basically one big action sequence. There's not a whole lot of story detail that really happened um, other than the one scene with Astro Train and Starscream. Um, but it does move the pieces into readiness for the last chapter, which I guess we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have a whole lot else on the story itself, unless you do. No, it, it's just kind of interesting that so much of the story takes place um, in one spot in Nebraska. In, uh, is it Oregon or Nebraska? Nebraska. I, I didn't recognize it as Nebraska because you know it wasn't flat. Um, I've driven through <laughs> Nebraska. It, it didn't look. That looks a little bit more like Oregon. But anyway. Um, yeah. Well, we're, we're northwest, so I think we're. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of really, really, really flat Nebraska. Lots of corn, lots of fields, lots of sorghum. Um, but I guess out west, there, it gets more closer to the Rockies. Okay, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, the um, where was I going with that? What was I saying before that? Blow my brain. Um, oh, oh yeah, it's, it just takes place in one patch of Nebraska. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're we're below in the bunker, and then we're at ground level, and I guess you could add in you know some sky level with the with the fighters, but it all just kind of takes place in this vertical column of space, and they they get yeah. a whole issue out of it. Yeah, it's just one spot of action, mm-hmm. um, but pretty solid action at that. Yeah, we do have um, Astro Train as our first appearance. He. Uh, He's the other triple changer. He, uh, his toy and Blitzwing's toy were released at the same time and they were marketed together as the new triple changers. Nice. It would be a little while before the Autobots got their own triple changer. These were like the new Decepticon threat. Isn't Astro Train like a, like a space shuttle and a train? Yes. Cool. Which should not be the same scale whatsoever. <laughs> scale schmale. Right. Um, in the cartoon, he would usually be their space vehicle when they want to go to another planet. Um, occasionally the, um, what were they called? Not the stunticons, the ones that become, my brain fartiness is catching. I see. Like Bruticus, the ones that become Bruticus. Uh, One of those is a, uh, is a, is a shuttle as well. His toy is a lot smaller, though, because he's just the arm of a Gestalt robot, whereas Astro Train was a larger toy. Yeah. I want to say, like, Predacons, but I know that's not it, but it's something yeah. like... Combaticons. Yeah. yeah. The Combaticons. Something, something cool, cool. All right. Anything so, else? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, just some notes for the future. So, OR-13 has been teased a couple times. This is a big deal for our storyline. Uh, it's going to be a big deal for a long time. And as far as why is it cool and why is Starscream so eager for it, we'll, we will explore those as we go along. Um, Megatron's attitude toward the Decepticons, what caused it, where will that go, and uh, what they did in that bunker. There's just things that if you're wondering about, there are good questions to be wondering. So yes. we'll, we'll talk more about that as we go forward. And how Starscream will react to seeing Megatron. Oh, yes. Badly. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Will he immediately it, it, bend the knee or will he try to fight back? It's going to be one or the other. Yeah, it, it is impressive. Like in, you know, not only in this series, but also in you know, Marvel and the other ones I've read that Megatron just hasn't just eliminated Starscream. 
Mm-hmm. His, his the, patience uh, is impressive. In the Prime cartoon, he exiles him. Starscream is actually kicked out of the Decepticons for a while and does some reluctant occasional work with the Autobots because they're both against Megatron. <laughs> so, the enemy of my is enemy is my, well, not friend, but my partner. <laughs> That's the best Starscream I can do. Sorry. Sounds great to me. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah, that's all I've got on this one. Short episode, but uh, but good issue. Yeah. All right, and we will return to this storyline in two weeks where we cover uh, the conclusion, Infiltration number six. And next week is a Ninja Turtles day, and we'll be mm-hmm. talking about two issues, the one-shot issues, Raphael and Michelangelo. Yay, so be here for that, everybody. Yes. All right. Everybody, uh, have a good day, evening, morning, whatever it is you're whenever you're listening to this. And see you next time. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of JohnReadsComics.com, home of virtually all of the podcasts produced by me, John Wilson. Each show has its own feed on your favorite podcatcher, or the whole group can be followed under the name John Reads Comics. Remember, there is no H in John. Feedback for all shows can be sent to johnreadscomics at gmail.com, and I will plan to read it on a future episode unless you ask me not to. Follow me on Twitter at John Reads Comics, and thank you always for listening to podcasts from johnreadscomics.com. Comics.com.